0: If you can put compelling content into the world and continue to build on that consistently, that's going to make your podcast much more interesting and much more valuable.
1: Welcome to Be Bold Branding, where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. If you're considering a podcast Guesting strategy. Well, there are a few things you should know before you begin to present yourself to podcast hosts. Our guest today says that most guest pitches, presentations, and outreach strategies just plain suck, and that much more is required to be a great guest than just showing up for an interview and talking. Jason Sircone is a podcast guesting strategist, author, voiceover talent, and experienced podcaster himself. He helps value-driven coaches and consultants establish authority and become leaders in their niche via strategic, impactful podcast guest appearances.
2: Welcome
0: back to Be Bold, Brandon, Jason. Tanya, Michael, thank you so much for having me back. It's
2: a pleasure to be in your presence once again.
1: Back at you, my friend.
2: Yep, for Good sure. to see you. Hey, let's start with this. You mentioned that most guests, the pitches, the presentations, and outreach strategies suck. So let's get right into (laughs) it. Tell us what sucks and what should be better.
0: Well, I guess when you look at it, when you cast that wide net, yeah, a lot of it does suck. And the reason I say it that way is because it's not standing out. These presentations that we get as podcasters, and I'm sure you both can attest, they're blending together because they're not stressing why they feel their value is going to be a good fit. For the podcast they're not telling us anything about what they discovered in our show that makes them feel that way typically most pitches or presentations are a laundry list of accomplishments and i never denigrate anybody that's achieved these great things in their profession or in their professional life or their personal life but i need to know what you're going to bring to the podcast and why it's going to be so impactful for my audience And if that's not expressed in that initial outreach, I'm getting inundated with a lot of different pitches and presentations, plus I'm doing my own outreach. I only have so many guest spots that I can give to others per week, per month, per year. And if you are looking to be on my show, your pitch needs to stand out. You have to give me a reason to say, yes, this is going to be a great conversation and it's truly going to bring impact to my audience. So if you're not taking those steps on the first correspondence when you're making contact to show what you see in regards to value with that podcast, ultimately why you can bring value and continue to push that message forward, it's gonna get lost. And you may cost yourself an opportunity. Even if you are a great guest who could be a great fit, sometimes your outreach may get overlooked. And when that happens, everybody loses. But if you're standing out and doing what you need to do on the front end, it can open up many more opportunities to put you in a position to make a great guest appearance and then ultimately build some successful steps from that appearance.
2: Yeah, we absolutely agree. A hundred percent. And, you know, we even do it not only in our personal branding space and how it contributes to getting chosen as a guest a valuable guest for somebody's but even in where we spend our time period there is such a movement in podcasting right now and you nailed it when you said we only have so much time we only have so many slots And if we're serving our guests and our audience, we need that guest to be powerful and bring that message as quickly as possible and and the right message. So that filtering process, we're even seeing it, Jason, in summits and big mastermind presentations. Tony and I have talked about it several times because it sort of goes along with this where the host will ask a question and say it's a personal branding question and an email marketer will answer it. That's not serving our clients. You know what I mean? Like if you if your tooth is hurting, you don't go to a brick mason and ask him, what should I do with my tooth, right? You ask a dentist. And if you need to build a house, you don't go to your dentist and ask him, what consistency mortar should I be using on my bricks, right? And so I think you're on to something right here. And I think the evolution of podcasting is growing and we get to be a voice in that. You're a big voice in that. I think it's a great mantle to run with because if you can dial them into getting that message across to that host, first pass, second pass, and then getting it to their audience, then you've created great value. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah for sure
1: and jason on you know on the front end of that we treat personal branding pretty much the same you say i'm just kind of mincing words here but you say okay you might not get another opportunity if you don't nail it the first opportunity first impressions or everything right and that's where a lot of opportunity is missed just like in personal branding if you don't have your brand really dialed in on the front end you don't even know how many opportunities you're missing. So is there in the podcasting world, as far as being a guest, you know, an expert guest on a podcast, is there a certain formula or a few steps that you can recommend to people to say, OK, if you don't do anything but this, make sure you do these things?
0: Absolutely. The first thing you need to do is some actual research and eliminate the spray and pray approach from your repertoire right now, because it's just not going to get you any positive result. You may land a couple of guest appearances. If you fire a presentation at 100 episodes or 100 podcasts in a 10 mile radius, a couple might come back and say, yeah, sure. Love to have you. But it's ultimately more a waste of your time because if those podcasts don't speak to your target customer, your target target audience, it's just going to be a message that gets lost in the ether. So you have to find shows that align with your objectives. And make sure that when you lend your expertise, it's going to be hitting the ears of people that want to hear your message. Mm -hmm. Additionally, you also want to connect with podcasts to where you could potentially earn business from that podcaster because they are in your arena. And even if it's not them specifically, maybe they have a few people that they're connected to that absolutely need what you have to sell. Mm -hmm. And as long as you help them build valuable content and you don't just show up in sales mode hoping that... If I do a half-hour sales pitch, someone will buy from me, right? Spoiler alert: They won't, because either the <laughs> that that episode will never go live, or anybody that tunes in will say, "Why am I listening to this infomercial? I'm going to the next podcast." Yeah, right. Yeah. So, un- understanding on the front end that you're there to provide value and to share insights and to position yourself as a thought leader, that is going to lead to sales down the road. It can welcome people into your ecosystem where you can continue to nurture them as if, you, as if any other lead that comes into your system or an ecosystem, however you want to define it. But if you're not finding the right shows to reach out to to make those guest appearances, it's just never going to align. And another very, very big point to keep in mind is even if you do find a show where you do some research, things seem to line up, the content that's being covered is very much in your wheelhouse, when you do your presentation, even if it's flawless, the the host of that show may not feel the same way. So never go into any podcast presentation assuming that you're a perfect fit, because the only person that can determine that is the host or the producers of that show, because they know their audience, and they know their content flow more than you ever will, even if you do listen to some episodes and find something that lines up. But if you go into it with that attitude of saying, listen, I know I I'm, i don't assume I'm a perfect fit, but I do find the message that you're putting into the world valuable. And if you're looking for people to help you push that message forward, I would love to volunteer my expertise to, and join you to collaborate on something special. It's yeah. a different way of approaching it, but that stands out because yep. that tells the podcaster that you're actually making sure that you would be a good fit and you're letting them know on the front end what kind of value you're going to bring to the microphone. And that often gets so overlooked. So on the front end, those are two very critical items that you have to keep front of mind or else your efforts are going to fall flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, I want to turn this on its head for just one second. Okay, so let's say you're a podcast guest because we've both been that. Like if you're a podcaster, chances are super, super high that you're also guesting on other people's podcasts as well. Right. So when you are a guest on somebody else's podcast, let's say – the podcast isn't very clear as to what they cover. They're all over the place. You go through their list and it's like they're talking to one person about health, they're talking to another person about finance, and you can't really find the glue that holds it all together. What is your advice there, run or, or try to figure <laughs> it out?
0: <laughs> I would probably be run. I, I, I would move on because I was a part of a presentation or a part of a group, what do we want to call it? It's the Pod Pros event back in January that Alex Sanfilippo of Podmatch put together. And there was a lot of great presenters. I was one of them and I was on stage with a lot of great people. And we wrapped up that day with a keynote from John Lee Dumas. And he had made a comment in that presentation saying, that, and, and for those that don't know, John Lee Dumas is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the top marketing podcasts or maybe just podcasts as a whole out there right now. But he had made a comment that He couldn't do what he did in 2012 when he launched his podcast today because his goal was to be the first daily entrepreneurial-based podcast. There are a lot of those now. So you have to be very specific in how you are creating content and then speak to a very specific audience and then let those people filter in and support your show. If you're trying to speak to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. So it's very likely that a podcast that has no clear direction on where they're going with their content isn't going to be around for long. Now you could choose to make an appearance on that show if you feel it's worth your time, but more than likely if there's no clear direction, no clear target audience, it's going to be very hard for that show to gain traction, and ultimately it's not going to be able to find enough ears for it to make an impact on your efforts. So the ball is in your court. No one is stopping you from doing anything that you want to do, but just know up front
2: that it may not be the most advantageous when it's all said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great advice. What is, in, in your opinion, the most powerful benefit of podcasting that many, many people will overlook and ignore? For me, and I think this is something that everyone
0: needs to keep front of mind with this, whether you're a host or a guest, it's the networking element. In the moment, as you sit and record content, it's just a great conversation amongst friends. If you're meeting for the first time, more than likely, if you've done your research and you found the right shows, and if you're a host looking for guests, you found the right guest, you're going to have a lot in common. So there's going to be a lot of like-minded conversation taking place. And when you start to build that chemistry, not only do you create great podcast content, maybe it leads to a business relationship. Maybe it leads to referrals. Maybe it leads to that person buying from you on the spot or recommending you to a few people within their client base that need exactly what you have to offer. The networking element is huge in this, so it's all about building quality relationships versus just a one-time transaction of creating a podcast if you think about it, the three of us, we all collaborated on podcasts back at the end of 2022. I know my timeline is probably a little rough, but we've already done this once. Mm-hmm. Here we are again. We've stayed in touch and we're continuing to add value to each other's podcasts by reconnecting and having another valuable conversation. So for us, as we sit and record this, we continue to build on our relationship. And as the audience hears it now, they can benefit from the value that we're bringing to the microphone. There's so much packed into this podcast experience, and many people leave a lot of meat on the bone because they'll just show up, they'll talk for a while, the second the recording is like, oh, this has been great, I'll see you later, and you never hear from that person again. They're really not tapping into all the powerful relationship-building aspects of being a good podcast guest or a podcast host. So without question... If you're not using this platform for networking and to make new relationships or start new relationships, you're really dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a good takeaway.
1: A very good takeaway because it is like you said. You use the word experience. It is a full experience. We've met people from all over the world. I know you have too. It's we, my
2: favorite part of the job. It is. Like, I just like knowing that you know I could be on the phone with somebody in South Africa and I could be on the phone with somebody here in the United States and all in the same day. It's really bringing the whole world into your living room. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, in one week, I think we've crossed continents three times with the people that we've (laughs) we've been able to meet. And it's just been so fantastic. And not everybody's gonna be the greatest network connection for you. If there's not an alignment there, that's totally cool. As we say, you know, if there's an alignment here, hey, let's make it. If there's not, we can still be friends, right? But there are some wonderful opportunities to connect with people on that level of, okay, well, I serve this same audience. And, And in fact, that's one of the things we look for Or when we bring in guests or when we're obviously a guest on somebody else's, we look for an aligned ideal audience and where it's at least, you know, 65, 70%, the same audience that we would like to be in front of. Because after all, time is money and it is a business, right? You want to put your best foot forward where it makes sense for the listeners. Mm -hmm. So you have an idea for the fastest way to improve any podcast. And I have waited to ask this question. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it is all about the content, right? Like, it's mind-boggling that we haven't made this connection because I look at podcasting like I do all forms of entertainment. If the content is engaging and compelling, you get invested. You start tuning in next week. You start telling your friends, you need to watch this too. If you go and watch a great movie, you're telling everybody, this movie was awesome, go check it out. Or it sucked. You might say that it sucked, but you're certainly not recommending it to anybody, right? So to make your podcast better, it's all about creating great content. When I look at my podcast, I'm, as we sit and talk, I've just recently done some shifting where I, I cut things down to half an hour. I'm really trying to pack as much engaging conversation into that half hour as I possibly can and completely devoting it to personal branding. Before it was brand building on more of a larger scale, but I sort of learn from my own mistake here. Like maybe this needs to be a little bit tighter and personal branding seemed to be the conversations that were really standing out. So as I'm making my podcast content or my episode content and format, I know that I've got a very limited window to connect with whoever I'm connecting with. I want as much valuable personal brand insight and knowledge that they can possibly give me. And the only way I'm gonna make that happen is if I ask them compelling questions. If I ask them surface level questions, they're going to give me surface level answers and it's really not going to lead to anything engaging in my mind. I'm thinking I want this person to have the very best conversation with me that they have all week, maybe even all year. And it's a very lofty goal, but that's where my mind is because I want to maximize my time with that person. So they give me the most valuable content possible. So when I create questions, I'm thinking a couple layers deeper. If I have an author, I don't want to just ask them what it was like to write a book because it's very surface level and that's something they've probably answered hundreds of times in a number Mm -hmm. of different formats. Instead, I want to ask them questions like, listen, I've talked to a lot of authors and they've told me the creative process can be incredibly frustrating at times. Was there ever a point when you were writing your book that you just hated every damn word on the page and you wanted to hit delete and start over? It allows us to dig in a little more. They can maybe chuckle at the question, maybe tell a story that they've never got to tell before. It's all about going a few layers deeper so you can get more engaging content. So when the audience tunes in, they go, whoa, this is good. This is different. This is something I can really sink my teeth into. What else have they got in this catalog? They start going back through the old episodes, catching up on things they've missed. They're hitting that subscribe button so they know when you drop your next episode. And then most importantly, they're turning around to friends, colleagues, their social media circle. And they're sharing that content and they're recommending it and saying, you need to listen to this podcast. I'm learning so much. That's the goal you want to get to. So the only way to truly make that improvement is if you're very intentional about the engagement of the questions you're asking. And as a guest coming onto a show, be rooted in value, be prepared to bring value to that show and not a sales pitch, because you're not going to get anywhere if you just show up and start shilling your products and services because no one's going to want to hear. And as I said before, podcasters may not even air that because it doesn't give their audience what they're tuning in for or what they want them to get when they tune in. So that's it. If you can put compelling content into the world and continue to build on that consistently, that's going to make your
2: podcast much more interesting and much more valuable. Yeah, another good one. Well, tell us why are download numbers a skewed vanity matrix? Man, do we have enough time left? I could go off.
0: <laughs>
1: I know. We pulled out the good questions, because this is like, there are a lot of misconceptions and myths, right, about podcasting. And I think people deserve to know the truth. What, yeah, let's talk about those download
0: numbers. I'd love to. Download numbers, they're a joke. And it's not so much that They can't help you. It's that people are looking at them in all the wrong ways. So I call them a flawed vanity metric because if you're looking at nothing but likes and hearts and retweets with your social media campaigns, it's really just surface level value. Right. Download numbers are the same thing. If you think that your podcast is not successful or on a path to being successful because you only have a handful of downloads, you're looking at it all wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think one of the traps many new podcasters fall into is they start a new show because everyone said podcasting is where you've got to be. Start a podcast. It could do so much for you and your brand. But then after episode two, if they haven't gotten a $110 million deal from Spotify like Joe Rogan, they think, oh, this isn't working. This, This is no good because they look at that download metric. And the reality is in the very beginning, there's not a lot happening. So there's really no need to even look at those metrics in the beginning because you need to focus on the value that you're building so your audience can come back and be a part of that value each and every time you release a new episode. And I was the same way as any other brand-new podcaster. I wasn't very good when I started. I sucked.
1: (laughs) We know the feeling. uh, We sucked bad.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and that's thing we all did. Everybody sucked when they first started. It's the same as anything else that you do. You're not going to be... Road Scholar level anything when you pick up a golf club for the first time. You're not driving at 330 down the center of the fairway. You've got to develop a swing and be consistent and practice. So the more podcast episodes you do, the better you're going to get at your craft. But what happens is too many podcasters look at that download metric, and because they think their audience is too small or the juice isn't worth the squeeze, so to say, because they are doing all this work to build a podcast, but there's not enough people listening to it. Seven to ten episodes in, which is the very scary statistic that's out there, it's somewhere in that range, they throw in the towel and say podcasting doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So we've got this graveyard of dead podcasts out there and it's a shame because more than likely they didn't come into it with a plan of action, they didn't have a true commitment and they really were as passionate about the subject matter as they said they were because No one is going to give up on something within a few episodes if they're truly passionate and they're truly committed. So don't let the download numbers throw you off and derail you before you ever reach a breakthrough. And then on the guest side of things, don't look at a show and say, well, they don't have enough downloads for me. I'm not going to go on that show. That's insane because even the smallest of audiences could bring value to you in regards to finding new clients, bringing new people into your world. If your message aligns and your story resonates with what they're looking for, so it doesn't have to be millions of people in the audience, it could be a few hundred and you could have just as much of an impact, if not more, Sure, because those few hundred have shown up for a very specific reason. Exactly. And your expertise speaks to that, it can get you to a new plateau in regards to the growth of your brand. But again, download numbers throw so many people off Before they even get a chance to truly break through, it's a shame. And that's what I'm saying. Like I tell any new podcaster, do not look at your metrics for six months. It's a
2: big challenge, but focus on the value you're putting together first. Get good at your craft. That's so true. It's absolutely true. I mean, we should be doing our podcast, talking to one person, that one person that needs it. And, you know, if you could get five of your neighbors to listen to you, one of them's probably going to buy from you, possibly two.
1: Well, here's a metric you both will absolutely love. And Michael already knows this. One of our best presentations ever was in front of about 18, 19 people. We walked away with six new clients, 18, 19 people, not 18, 19,000 downloads, people. It's 18 or 19 people, and we walked away with six clients out of that. That's because we were in front of the right audience, and we presented in a way that made them realize, hey, I really could use some help with this, and we provided that solution for them. Okay, so one fun question for you, Jason. If you were not doing a podcast for other podcasters right now, what would you be doing a podcast about?
0: well technically and it's funny you say that because evolution of brand is technically not a podcast for podcasters we're gearing your zone zeroing in more on personal branding however i am going to be launching a podcast it's already launched it's out there it's called pod theory but i'm going to be rebranding it in the near future to speak specifically to guesting so it will be called podcast guesting Simplified. that will be out soon stay tuned But if it wasn't anything about that, I'd have to think I'd probably be doing something in either the sports world or something where I go back and and give my takes on classic television programs and and, and movies, something in the entertainment
1: Well, that's interesting. What was your favorite classic or a couple of them?
0: Well, I I mean, I don't even know if you define them classic. Like, in regards to television shows, I'm just thinking, like, these epic series that have come out, at least in the span of my lifetime, like The Sopranos is my favorite without question so great one if if i could pick that apart and and really ju- just dive into each episode and then and, and talk about the different elements and aspects that are unfolding that would be a lot of fun breaking bad and better call saul those two together would be another fun one to really dig into so yeah i think if i had the time if we can get an eighth day tacked on to the week and
1: <laughs> yeah
0: extra hours on the day give me another podcast
2: let's do it <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's cool All right. One last question. If our listeners have the freedom to visit anywhere in the world, what place would you recommend to them and why? Wow. That's a great question because I honestly,
0: it's so hard to answer that because I haven't been able to do do as much world exploring as I thought. So I will keep this as simple as I possibly can. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I got here in the early two thousands, and the steps forward this this city has made regards to culture, technology, just overall environment. I'm pretty sure it's one like one of the top cities to live in. And over the past years, I mean, however much clout you want to give those types of lists and surveys or whatever, but come to Pittsburgh, baby. There's a lot happening here, and city of bridges. That's right, city of bridges, city of champions. Although that that each year we're getting further and further away from that our sports teams are not doing well right now but we've been so spoiled for all these years it's hard to complain that is so true i'm not going to complain but i know you this. you complain
1: good... about the steelers no nope.
0: yeah
2: she's a big steelers
0: fan well that's my team too but they stink i'm sorry <laughs> if a winning record, it's rebuilding year Well, they think oh we got a winning record so that's what all the fans keep i'm like so the not today I, <laughs> well they finished the season nine and eight and that's success in so many people's eyes i'm like no success is winning it all and you're nowhere near the top teams in the league so outside of football right now outside of the penguins falling apart come to pittsburgh there's a lot happening here that i, I like are, that i like that choice that's you know a, good one.
1: a little nugget for you i used to consult froggy radio out there
0: i remember we talked about that yeah the first time we got together and recorded
2: which is pretty yep. cool
1: I still have my Froggy Radio coffee mug.
2: Coffee mug. She does. (laughs) does.
1: (laughs) Well, Jason, tell everybody what's the best way to learn about you, contact you.
0: Jump over to my website. That's the easiest place to find me, jasoncircone.com. You'll be able to connect to everything there. I've got some resources available in regards to podcast hosting and guesting. If you're really looking to dive into this podcasting world and do things right, jump over there and hit the work with me page i've got several options for hosts and guests actually not several just a couple but they're very specific and they're coaching programs that are designed to address the issue and fix it you're not going to be under my thumb and under my guise forever let's work together to get you some systems and and implement some strategies that are really going to make a difference in how you make impactful guest appearances and also create compelling content if you're hosting a show jasonsircone.com is where it's happening
1: All right. Thank you, Jason, for coming on our show again. We appreciate you. We consider you a friend and happy to have you here.
0: Glad to be back with you guys. It's been a pleasure once again.
1: Brought to you by Brandface, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.